This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight is Stephen Lockridge. Hello. We've got a very interesting show lined up this evening. We've got four really different films, uh, some real quality here. We're going to kick off with the Korean action film Spirit Walker. Then we've got the enigmatic mystery that is Broadcast Signal Intrusion. Uh, a real oddity, The Darker the Lake. And then we've got some Bruce Willis in Fortress. Our short shot this week is Salvajes. I can't wait to talk about that. And we're going to round off with The Ice Forest, an, an Italian film dressed up to look like a Nordic noir. So without further ado, let's crack on. Our first review then is Spirit Walker. An injured survivor of a car accident finds he has no memory or any idea of who he is. A short time later, the man jumps to the body of a complete stranger. What exactly is going on and who is chasing him? Um, so I heard about this film, much like um, Escape from Mogadishu that we covered a couple of weeks ago. Um, it, it, it sort of started turning up at film festivals. People sort of talking about it um, towards the end of last year. Uh, I saw the trailer for it and I was desperate to see it. It looked really, really good. And it certainly doesn't disappoint. Um, this is probably one of the more complex uh, narratives we've come across for a long time. Having said that, there's other films we're going to be talking about tonight, which also yeah. have very strange narratives. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, th this is a film which does not spoon feed you in any way at all. It's like, keep up, try, try and keep up with what's going on um, yeah. as, as much as possible. How, how did you get on with this one? Uh, I thought it was cracking. Um, really enjoyed this, actually. It, like you said, it doesn't give you anything. It just chucks you straight in there and unravels it slowly. You know, you're catching up with the main character, basically, you know, trying to figure out what is going on. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's, it, it's frenetic. It's action film. I mean, the last, what, 20 minutes... It's like something out of John Wick. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the way it's shot, the way it's the, the actual choreography and the action. And I, just, I thought it was absolutely cracking. One of the best action films I've seen for a long while, to be fair. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But it has also got that intrigue running through it as well, which, you know, drags you in. And... It, it just basically then just spits you out and just leaves you to it. And um, performances were great, really good. Even the, um, you know, crazy over the top homeless person. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's, he's kind of like the totem, isn't he, for the film? He's like, yeah. You know, he's, he's the only one who kind of knows what's going on because, you know, he's the only one who interacts with all the different characters. Yeah. yeah, and even, you know, sometimes they can be quite annoying characters and get, get on your nerves and stuff like that, but even he fits in quite well. Mm. And, yeah, it's just really, really well done. <laughs> really well done. It, it is. I mean, the, the, the way 
they, they sort of show that you know that um, him sort of jumping from body to body is really good. That you know the way the way his environment mm. slowly changes, yeah. sort of zooms in and out. Um, but that that was really cool. Um, I think the moment that really did it for me as well was um, after he sort of jumped a couple of bodies. The, the, the first person we actually see him sort of jump into, you think mm. he's just some random guy, you know, he's having dinner with his his wife, and he goes to work, you know, yeah. sort of anything. It's just some weird manager for this paper firm or something. Mm. But then later on in the film, we, we see him again when when he's not being possessed, and he's like oh shit this is a whole different layer to this you know um yeah to, to what's actually going on um yeah so 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 that was re- really intriguing as well but yeah there, there are these sort of different different groups different factions at play uh, there's a lot going on um but it, it does sort of hold it all together and and as you say the, the action's superb there was one stunt in particular which made me swear at the screen uh, and, that, and that's when the he's in some he's on the sort of the top level of this sort of shopping arcade and jumps off yes. the ledge. Yeah. I went, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife came and goes, did you just swear at the TV? <laughs> but but what was it? What was good about that stunt as well is you actually see the guy chasing him do the same thing in the background, you know, yeah. as, as if it's like almost yeah. inconsequential by that point, you know, but it's like, yeah, he just did it. You know, he's got up and sort of started running after him. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was um, absolutely cracking film. Um, I'm quite surprised um, the director for this has only really directed one other film uh, called Heartbeat uh, back in 2010. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really intrigued now because um, I, I really want to see this, you know, I want to see more of what he's doing. Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. to be fair, the way it's, you know, like I said, the way it's done, it's fantastic. And you expect it from something of a more seasoned director. You know, it mm. doesn't... It, I think it's his third third film, is it? Third, third, third film, he, yeah. He's, he's done a couple as a director, he's, but he's, he's sort of written a couple as well. Yeah. You know, been involved in producing stuff. But yeah, yeah it's, but it, it's, it's surprising. Yeah, very, very surprising. Mm. But um, yeah, no, this this follows on nicely from uh, Escape from Mogadishu. You know, t- t- two of the um, the best films we've seen this year for sure. Mm. Um, you know, for for, for DTV, uh, I can't recommend this enough. Basically, um, so yeah, yeah, this is um, I think it's coming up through Dazzler. I think it's the um, uh, the, the, the distributor in the UK. But it, it's absolutely super. I might change that when um when I fact check it later. <laughs> but um yeah, no, this is this is absolutely super. We highly recommend it. How are you gonna score it, Steve? Um it's gotta be a nine, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, this is definitely a nine from us. Two nines for Spirit Walker. We we heartily recommend you check this out. Our next review is Broadcast Signal Intrusion. Set during the 1990s, James is a video archivist who discovers a strange pirate broadcast on one of the videotapes he's digitizing. He soon learns that this was the first of three such intrusions and becomes increasingly obsessed with understanding them and the conspiracy connected to them. Um, I love this, I must admit. 
up until the end. Um, I love this sort of mystery kind of thing. You know, there's this sort of investigative kind of thing, you know, the amateur sleuth uncovering clues that nobody else has sort of discovered. And, and, and I think this does it really, really well. The, um, you know, the, the central puzzle, as it were, that, you know, the conspiracy, I think, is quite unique. And, yeah, I, I just totally love this. The aesthetics of it were great. You know, the, the, the way it's shot is superb. The only thing is, I think the film loses itself in its own narrative. And towards the end, sort of the main character is starting to make choices and decisions which don't feel earned. You know, some of the things yep. he does towards the end, it's just like, but where, where, where has this come from? <laughs> it's it's yeah. bizarre. Um, it, it, what it feel, felt like in a way was like, you know, if, if you think of like this as, as a conspiracy theory, like an onion, you know, with many different layers and he's peeling back each layer. But after a while, those layers are actually closing in behind him as well. So he's kind of lost in his own onion, <laughs> which is, which is like kind of weird, weird sort of metaphor. There you go. Um, anyway, what are your initial thoughts on this one, Steve? Yeah, I agree with you. It, it lost me about halfway through. Hmm. I thought the, the cell was great. It was intriguing. And then it just kind of went into your standard you know, let's go on a road trip to, and speak to people and see what they know and try and delve a bit deeper. And then it just, yeah, like you say, the ending, it just didn't didn't gel with the rest of the film. His, his choices were just getting a bit a bit weird and not what you'd hmm. think the character would do, you know. And <clears throat> I thought it was really well, really well done, hmm. especially, you know, the, um, the intrusion signal bits. Because they were bizarre. It reminded me um, of looking like the ring, you know. It was, it was it was that sort of level creepy, you know, sort of um, yeah, yeah, know, sort of really sort of lo lo-fi video kind kind of thing, and yeah, very strange. And you know, well well done, well edited, well shot, everything like that. But it just, like I say, it just got a little bit muddled in, in itself. Mm. And yeah, about halfway through, I. It started heading a bit downhill for me. I think I lasted a bit longer than you. It was, it was only when he mm. saw, when when he realised he had the third tape, and yeah. I was like, "Really? You know, this is starting to get a bit coincidental now. It, it, it started folding on itself." Um, but yeah. everything up until that point, uh, you know, I, I was kind of on board with it. Even the sort of road trip bit when they sort of discover the, um, you know, what what's inside that lockup. Which was just like bizarre, you know. Really, yeah. That, that yeah. was why would, would people do it? It's, it's almost like it's almost like one of those sort of um, old viral competitions, mm. you know, where you got to sort of solve something to sort of win a prize. There was one a few years ago, um, going back about ten years, which was called oh, I forgot what it's called now. But I actually sort of played it. You know, you could buy these cards in like uh, comic shops and stuff, and they yeah. had puzzles on them. And the more puzzles you solved, the more clues it gave you towards this overall thing. And, and eventually, you know, um, it, it reveals the um, location of a diamond that's been buried somewhere. 
Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and eventually somebody did figure it out and 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 find it. But yeah, it went on for quite a while. But it's that sort of thing, you know. It's sort of. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it also kind of reminded me. I didn't wa- only watch the first episode. I think is it Article Eighty One on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Seemed no, very similar to that. The set. The, the, well, what was similar and, and what was interesting is you know the the the, the protagonist um, profession being mm. this archivist. Which is which is really interesting, you know, um, that today's sort of filmscape, as it were, um, is having to dis- discover new professions for people to have in the twenty first century. If yeah. you think about if you think about rom coms, okay, the the go the go to um, profession for your male protagonist is always architect. Yeah. You know, yeah, just about every, every yeah. just about every every rom com, you know. Oh yeah, he's an architect or whatever, you know. Well, um, now nowadays, it's, if it's female, it's, it's it's doing a podcast, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, Podca- yeah, yeah. So, a podcaster or, or you know some sort of investigative sort of thing like that, or yeah. you know, or, or or someone you know with, with that sort of technical skill, you know. And mm. and bearing in mind this is set during the nineties as well, you know. So um, which is and, and for that matter, so was. Um, Archive 81, I believe, that was set sort of during, yeah. during that sort of Yeah, thing, I think so, yeah. Where, where there was probably this big push to transfer a lot of, um, you know, there would have been a big push uh, to transfer a lot of videotape onto, onto disc, you know, um, mm. even onto sort of CD-ROM uh, back in the day, uh, because, you know, all, all of that would have sort of started to degrade and, um, you know, VHS was, was going out of production, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so all all kind of fits. So, you know, that would have been a viable profession. Um, the the other aspect I liked about this is um, the 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 idea of Sally Sparks. So, within within this, you know, the um, mm. the you know the actual intrusions, these little video clips, they use a mask from a made up TV show from the eighties that was like a sitcom called Sally Sparks. About a yeah. guy who who sort of created a, a female robot sub butler kind of thing, um, with with um, many humorous adventures, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but but that that you know that 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 was an interesting level as, as well. You know the fact that they sort of went to the trouble of sort of filming these little clips and things and sort of building up that sort of mythos. I, I just thought it worked really really well. It's just a shame that. It sort of like just loses its way, you know. Yeah. Um, in that respect, there was, there was another film a long time ago called Yellow Brick Road, which did something similar, you know, and, um, not in a totally different way, but it had a brilliant premise, a brilliant build up, and then it just didn't know how to end, you know, it, it just went nowhere. And it's like, oh, Jesus. So I, I kind of felt yeah, the I mean, same here. What was that one we watched? Um... Rich refused to watch. Is it like, like the body snatchers one at the end where it just got all pony, you know, kind of a bit like that. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was that called? Is it oh, Run or something? No. Oh, rot, rot, rot. That was it. That, that was, was the one. one because yeah, because yeah, because the video cover looked like you know, Richard's going, oh, this is going to be disgusting, and then it, yeah, it was kind of disgusting, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, exactly. That, that just sort of 
kind of, kind of, and, that, and that's kind of how I felt. You know, um, you were saying a couple of weeks ago about um, Night Drive. Uh, we saw mm. where it was like a pretty, yeah. you know, a pretty decent sort of thriller up to a point, and then it suddenly, you know, shoehorned in this um, sort of sci-fi element. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right at the right at the end. Um, so yeah, there was, this sort of went off the rails, and uh, if anything, it reminded me of um, Halloween Three as well, towards the end. Uh, yeah, uh, just, just just with the you know what what happens uh, right at the end of the film, I, I was just like, this this is kind of familiar, but mm. not. But I still I still enjoyed the ride. I must admit, even though I was a bit sort of like. Mm. By, by the conclusion, I, th- I think the you know for the most part, for about three quarters of it, I think this is really really good. It's just that I could have done with a bit more cohesion towards the end as to as to what was going on. Yeah, it kind of seems like they, I don't know, they lost something in the editing, or maybe they didn't have enough money to film everything they wanted to. I don't, I don't know. Like it didn't work out, or it just seems yeah. something missing. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think, I think you did enjoy it more than me. To be mm-hmm. fair, um, I saw your thing on Twitter today. I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting tonight. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dropped a couple, a couple of uh, tweets about it and stuff. But yeah, um, so the director of this, Jacob Jacob Gentry, um, he did another film um, called The Signal a while ago. It's not the one I'm thinking of. There's, there's actually two films called The Signal. One's with Lawrence Fishburne. Um, he, he did the other one. Um, but it was still quite an interesting thing about um, people sort of um, being affected by this um, TV signal, basically. Um, sort of turning them into sort of homicidal maniacs. That, that was um, quite, quite enjoyable, but sort of more mm. low-budget um, affair. But um, yeah, no, I think he's done some sort of solid work here. I just wish again, you know, we, we keep saying it, but we keep wishing it. Give a bit more cohesion. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Anyway, how are you going to score it, mate? I'll give it a six. I'm giving this a seven out of ten. I, I really did enjoy this. Um, it, it did sort of tick all the right boxes up until, yeah, um, the third tape, shall we say. Mm. I'll leave it at that. Uh, but there you go. That's one six and one seven for broadcast signal intrusion. Go check it out. Our next review is The Darker the Lake. In the sleepy Austrian town of St. Michael, a string of murder suicides are taking place, much to the puzzlement of police detectives Tamara and a new partner, Lucas. While investigating, they learn that Tamara's mother may be linked to the case through a mysterious local board game called Painkiller. Um, okay, so this is an oddity, Steve, this one. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I knew nothing about this going in. Um, no. So I was like, you know, my, my ears pricked up a bit when suddenly we were getting credits in Chinese, and, you know, coming up. I think, oh, is this going to be a... A, you know, a Chinese movie or Hong Kong movie or something. And, you know, the director, um, a woman called Lok Kuan Wu, um, you know, grew up in Hong Kong. And uh, obviously a lot of the um, production cast have come from there. But the film is set in Austria and it's yep. record- and it's filmed in English. 
Yes. Even even though um, most of the cast, you could say, English isn't their first language. Um, so, so, you know, they obviously went for this sort of very deliberate um, international um, approach with this one. But does it work? Not really. Uh, no. From my point of view. So... It starts in it starts in like reverse in media res, yeah. <laughs> with this sort of weird flashback which goes nowhere. That we don't really need it. Um, there are some interesting scenes here and there, and you know, and, and and there are some interesting revelations going on towards the end. But does it gel at all as a film? What do you think? No, not really. Um... <clears throat> To be honest, again, I think it's one of them, quite a decent idea that they've not stuck the landing again. Because hmm. um, to me, to be honest, I, I did I found it quite confusing because it's jumping about on timelines all over the place and doesn't really explain it. You know, you, you sat there watch it and then next thing you jump back another twenty years and you, you don't realise it until yeah. You know, five minutes later, you know, oh shit, hang on, no, they're, they're not, they're not, not where it was, and I, I found the ending quite frustrating as well because it's one of them where it doesn't really s- stick to its own rules, if you know what I mean. Mm, it's definitely. like you know they're playing this game, and then next thing, watches involved. And I'm like, yeah. where, where, where's this come from? This has just come out of nowhere, and it kind of. T- just tries to backtrack on it, and then at the ending, I was just perplexed at where that came from. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit all over the place to be fair. It, it really is, and, and it, it feels like there's pages missing at the end, you mm, know. Yeah, it, 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 it gives you an ending, and you're, you're trying to work out what its significance is. There's funny enough. Um, you watch Rick and Morty, right? Yes, uh, yeah, I have done. Yeah, uh, th- there's an episode I watched recently where um, Rick has set up all these decoy families all over the earth because he's these yes. good monsters after him. And you get like three quarters of the way in, you know, and you think you, you're finally dealing with the right family because you know all the decoys, and suddenly <laughs> this guy jumps out and just shoots all the family. And he's going, you supposed to hunt me. And he's like, wait, what? Were you relevant? Were you relevant yeah. to the story? What's kind of, you know, did, did we set you up? And it's like, that's kind of how I felt about the ending. It's like, yeah. who? Yeah. Who are you? What, what, what have you got to do with what we've just been witnessing for the last 90 minutes? It just does mm. not make sense. You know, why have you got this long list? I, how is that relevant to anything we, we're, we're actually watching? It, yeah. It's very strange. And I, I don't know if that was like a, a budget restraint, you know, maybe they meant to sort of show a bit more. But, yeah, it's um, I, very, very weird. Yeah, I mean, because it's not... I mean, it's not terrible in any way. It's it's quite quite decent. I mean, the performances are quite good. I, I didn't really like um, Lucas. I thought he was a bit of a mm. wet waste, to be fair. He, I don't know, there's just something about him that didn't convince me. But everyone else I thought was pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, Except the, I think it was a Chinese author, shall we say? Oh yeah, uh, Johnny Wang. 
Yeah, I, yeah, again, he was a bit. But it just throws him in, in out of nowhere as well, and I don't. Mm. Yeah, that ending just mm, it, it grates basically. Yeah, I, like, I must admit, I like the you know some of the ideas about the you know about the board game itself, um, mm. and you know this idea of like you know sort of vibrating frequencies and you know the kind of having this sort of scientific reason why things are happening without actually sort of saying it isn't happening or it is happening, uh, which, which you know, I thought all that worked really well. But it's, it's just bizarre, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't really know what else to say about this one. Um, you, you can't really give it away, and that's that. Mm. You know, that's the thing. Um, but it is, all in all, it is frustrating. That's um, yeah. That's that's basically what it boils down to. Um, it would be interesting to see how it plays in other countries. If you know, if it's dubbed into other countries, maybe it plays better. Who knows? Um, I think that's part yeah, of it, it as well. You know, the fact that um, we're, we're dealing with actors who don't necessarily speak English very well. I think it was mm. most most pronounced with uh, the sort of Johnny Wang character. Yeah. Um, I'd say it, it, it's like you know, it's a decent enough idea. Hmm. But the execution again is just not up to scratch, and it loses it again. Yeah. You know, I'm always a bit wary of um, you know d- directors uh, f- filming their own scripts. I, th- I think, yeah, because you know, I'm always a bit wary of them being a little bit too precious with the, with their own material. Uh, um, you know, I mean, some are, some aren't. You know, some are able to compartmentalize sort of the role of director and, and writer and say, okay, you know, the writing bit's done now. It's not, now I'm directing. But um, yeah. you know, so sometimes you, you get a film like um, Edge of Extinction, which I did like, but it's two and a yeah. half hours long of um, you know post-apocalyptic Mad Max in England kind of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just goes on for ages, and you think, well, is that an hour too long? But um, yeah, I, I I don't mind this, but I, I I wish it was more coherent overall. I think. Yeah, yeah. How are you going to score it? Uh, again, I think I'll give it a six. I'm going to join you on a six for this one. Um, that is the darker the lake. It is an oddity, you know. If if you wanted something a little bit different, um, as we say, the set in Austria, filmed in English, the locations are great. Uh, it just <clears throat> need, needs a bit more sort of polish with its with its ending as, as to what the hell's going on. So that's two sixes for the dark of the lake. Go check it out. Our next review is Fortress. A businessman called Paul tracks down his estranged father to a secluded retirement home. But any pleasantries are short-lived. A team of mercenaries are on a revenge mission, and both Paul's father and the retirement home are more than they appear. So here we are, Steve. Yet another Bruce Willis geezer teaser. Yeah. In that he's probably in it for about five minutes, five, ten minutes most. Um, This is mainly Jesse Metcalf and Chad Michael Collins. Um, in the show and you know what uh, I don't mind it 
I didn't. Oh, that. come on. I, I didn't. <laughs> no, there's, I mean, I'm not saying it's good or anything, but compared to some of the other films he's been involved in, um, when, when I say involved, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like showing a, a glass of fizzy water and apple and saying it's cider. It's, yeah. um, you know, it's not good. But there are some nice bits of cinematography, especially out in the sort, of, you know, in the sort of jungle bits, as it were. Um, but it was interesting. I was, I was tweeting about it, and it got to the forty-minute mark, and I was sort of just tweeting, sort of, as I was watching, going, "Yeah, actually, you know, I'm, I'm not hating this yet." And then this guy turns up. Okay, this mm-hmm. actor called um, Michael Ciro plays a character called Blaine and he just blows the whole film out of the water you know any any sort of goodwill up to that point is totally destroyed because he's just the he's the really loud one sort of going all right dude yeah all this sort of stuff yeah. t- turning his golf cart stereo onto max and driving around going Woo, welcome to the fortress bitches and all that sort of shit <laughs> and i was like you know and i thought oh my god what is he doing? You know, he is just running yeah. roughshod over this whole film. Um, but you know what? As it turns out, he's actually the best thing in the film. His character, you know, he, he gets a nice setup because somebody goes, oh, yeah, he's that guy who, who assassinated that drug lord in broad daylight or something like that. You know, yeah. I'm thinking, well, that's a good setup. He's probably going to die in like two seconds. But no, he, he goes around sort of stealthily killing people and shit. You know, he's, he's, he is literally the guy who saves the day. And, and you know, it's, al- it's almost as if he, he's in his own film within the film. You know, yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, he's better than some of the shit he's done recently, you know. Well, mm, it's still, it's still know, shit. You're still going to wipe, you know. wipe your shoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, you can't, you, like you say, you can't polish a turd. Um, but you can roll it in glitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is what it is. It's Bruce mm. sat down in a chair again for half of it, walking around, firing a gun for two minutes, and everyone else hamming it up to I haven't. I mean, I thought. <clears throat> Um, is it Kelly Grayson who plays Kate? I thought she's actually pretty good. She right? was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Nice sort of stand in for a Rona Mitra kind of, kind of um, mm. sort of stand in. And I was quite surprised that when Thingy turned up there and Sharon Doherty as Sharon well. Sharon Doherty, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was I'm interesting. Like... Yeah. But, uh... but again, it's like the last one. Um, is it surviving the game? Oh, yeah. You know, we've, we've gone a Diarico, you know, it's like we'll drag some. Obscure nineties woman. What was that about again? That was the one with um, where he's, he's the cop and the farmhouse. Oh yeah. God. See, I mean, they're all bleed. They're all bleeding. Oh, yeah. one, aren't they? You know. I tell you what, as well. The whole sort of like uh, hostage exchange thing hmm. is just like it is the most boring cinematic experience ever the yeah. 
like, oh, I've got a bit of information you need, so you have to let us go. And when we get to a certain distance, we'll tell you the information you need and you'll let us go. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course we will. You know, and you go, this is boring. You know, we can see through everything here. This is ridiculous. Uh, it's just not as cinematic as, as you know, the people think it is. It's just like, for God's sake, you know, you just wasted like five minutes of the film just setting this up and, and, and dragging it out. It's... And the thing that, the other thing that annoyed me as well, it's all about bloody cryptocurrency. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, seriously. Yeah. He's just trying yeah. to. Oh, trying to be trendy now, and it's just well that whole thing as well. You know, when the bad guy reveals his his nefarious plan, and he's like, "I am the one who pulled out of your business deal and all the rest of it, and I'm the one setting mm. up all your investors." I'm like, boring. This is the sort of shit I skip over when I, when I'm watching stuff on YouTube, and, yeah. and an advert pops up. You know, and as, as soon as that skip ad bit comes up, I, I sort of kick <clears> away. <throat> you know. Yeah, um, that's exactly what it was. Um, and no, I, I do not need a lecture on cryptocurrency in the middle of my film. Thank you very much. So yeah, um, this is slightly better than some of the others, but it is still, you know, yeah. we're still talking bargain basement, bottom of the barrel shit here. Well, yeah. apparently they've made two more as well. Yeah, so there's, there's two more called Fortress. Coming out one called mm. Sniper something or other, and, and I don't I can't remember what the other one's called, which you know I suppose says something about this particular one. Some, somebody sort of sees this one as having legs, you know. If, if, if you th- yeah. if you think of um, you know, if you th- if you think about each of his seven seven films that he made last year as turds, and somebody sort of picking them up and throwing against the wall to see which one actually sticks, and going. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that one, we're going to turn into a trilogy. You know, we'll make more of that one. Um, it seems to have actually sort of caught people's interest a bit uh, compared to some of the others. Um, the, other thing I mean, we, was... we didn't, the other thing we didn't mention, Simon Phillips does turn up in this for, for oh, a yeah. little cameo, right. which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah. You know, um, always nice to see him get a bit <clears> of work <throat> stateside. Uh, but yeah, uh, any, any more comments, mate? No, not really. Like it's, it is what it is. We know what it is. You know, it's hmm. cheap. Bruce Willis straight to DVD, same as all the others, same cast as the last one, more or less hmm. as well, just in different roles. So you've got you know Matt Michael Thingy and Mary hmm. playing the bad guy this time and. Yeah. yeah, so so I mean, you know, this this says it all really, mate. You know, um, it's the same director as Surviving the Game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's been around. Well. He's been around a bit. You know, this guy. Um, yeah, all credit to him, really, for for you know eking out a career as a director and having to sort of you know work out how to make Bruce Willis look alive. You know, yeah. it is. It is getting to be like weekend at Bernie's at this point, isn't it? There, there yeah, are rumors. Yeah. There are rumors online about the state of Bruce Willis's health and and why he's making these films. But you know, no, no one's no one's saying shit, really. Mm. You know, he, he certainly isn't. Um, maybe he just likes turning up to different <laughs> different locations around the country for a couple of days. And, you know, yeah. gets him out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> who, who knows? Yeah. 
So what, what was your motivation for making Fortress Bruce? Well, copying out the house for a couple of days. No, you know, you know what it reminds me of, honestly, mm. is Mr. Krabs off SpongeBob. <laughs> now he's saying, what's your motivation? Money. You know, it's, it's yeah. that kind of thing. That's what it seems like at the minute. It really does. But he must be loaded. You know, he sh- surely he hasn't lost all his money. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm sure, I'm quite sure. a high-profile divorce and Demi Moore. I don't know. You know, how much does that take off you? Oh. I'm sure. But even yeah. so. But anyway, okay, scores for this one. Five. I think we, 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 when we did survive the game, I think we went sort of three and four. Yeah. Sort of so, so I think a five <clears throat> is quite fair, but I'm actually going to go for a six on this one. I'm going to push it up. Uh, I hated all the, you know, the cryptocurrency nonsense, so the, the hostage exchange bullshit, but I did like the character of Blaine. I thought he livened things up quite nicely. Um, you know, <laughs> In another sort of universe, he would have been the lead, and we would have been following yeah, him around. Thing is, though, when he was in that, um, when he was in surviving the game, I thought he was absolutely awful. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. So uh, just having a nice sort of flex as a, mm. you know, trying out a different character, different. <laughs> see how it goes. Anyway, so that's a five and a six for the latest Bruce Willis, uh, Giza teaser, Fortress. Go check it out. Our short chop this week is Salvajes. New boy Jesus joins his friend Carlos at a gang hangout, only to find himself being interrogated by the boss who unexpectedly arrives. And things don't go well. My only complaint here, Steve, as I'm sure you know, it's in many degrees. It's that opening scene. Why the fuck did they start in media res? I have no idea. It didn't need it at all. It's a, it's an 18-minute film. You know, <clears throat> yeah. How long do you have to wait before something happens in this? N- not long at all. That is my only complaint. The rest of this kicked my ass. It absolutely yeah. did. I thought this worked so well. Um, yeah. You know, the whole setup and everything... Um, when, it, when he comes in, you know, sort of follow, the camera follows around various people at this place, got people playing sort of dominoes, for God's sake, people hooking up behind shower curtains and all sorts going on. Um, and then you get the boss turn up and the whole mood of the place just changes. You know, mm. it's, you know, it reminded me of, you, you've seen um, no. uh, Training Day. Yeah. You know, towards the end, when when Denzel Washington leaves Ethan Hawke with the uh, those gangbangers, mm. he's, oh, just hang here. I've got to go and run an errand or something. It's it's that you know, it's 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 the way those sort of conversations go from being kind of jovial to menacing to deadly, sort of very quickly. And it's it's that sort of thing, you know. It's like, yeah, I'm having yeah. a good time with your mates and that, you know, with these new guys. And then all of a sudden, the boss turns up. He's like, where are you from? You know. And it, it, the whole thing changes, and you think, "Oh shit, he's a cop or something." How do you think of this one? Yeah, um, pretty much agree with you on this one. Um, the media res at the beginning was annoying as usual, um, but after that, it kicks in the gear, doesn't let up until the end, and it <clears throat> shot really well. Choreography 
Oh yeah. The fight character it was absolutely cracking. I thought it was something. Again, it kind of reminded me like the last half hour Spirit Walker. You know, it was done really, really, really well. And yeah, it, it, it there's nothing wrong with it at all whatsoever. But like you said, it does start with that media res. It does doesn't need to be there. I, I don't. I don't know it's your big bugbear, but it's kind of getting to be one of mine as well now. <laughs> because I just don't see the point in it half the time. Well, I think that's it, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just there to sort of signal the fact that shit's going to go down at some point. You know, things, things start all jovial. Mm. And, and but but you know shit's going to go down because you know we've seen it we, we've been it's been telegraphed to us in advance unfortunately yeah. but um yeah i can probably count on one hand the times where i think it's actually earned you know a bit of in media rest mm. but but here you know the clip they show usually what happens is uh in media res will will tee up a sort of cliffhanger kind of situation that then gets resolved later on. So it's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. How did they get to this this point? But with this one, it's just like, yeah, we're just going to show you the same bit without really giving you any more information about what it is. Yeah. Which is which is why it annoys me, really. Yeah. But having said that, the you know, the, the way the action's filmed is absolutely top-notch. Uh, you know, we get a good mix of sort of martial arts and, and gunplay going through, you know, it's this guy sort of just taking out this whole gang, um, sort of going from room to room, and it has got that sort of John Wick slash sort of um Hong Kong 90s style where he's just like unloading whole clips at people. Basically, it's not just like one headshot or something, you know, it's like three, four rounds into each person to make sure they go down. Which, yeah. um, again, great, you know, great fun watching, watching that sort of carnage, but mm. um, yeah, no, this this was absolutely cracking for me. Um, just ticked all the right boxes. Uh, the um, director for this is a guy called Stephen Rennie. And I'm hoping he's done some more stuff because he really needs to sort of check this stuff out. Um, in fact, yeah, he's done some sort of proof of concept stuff on his, um, on his YouTube page. I, I definitely think people should sort of check it out. There will be a link to this film in the footnotes. Uh, please, please check it out. It's it's a great short. It's about eighteen minutes. In you know, as Richard says, it's always good to sort of see something which has got a proper sort of you know story to tell, a, a beginning, middle, end to it. Although I think the ending is a little bit enigmatic. You know, it just kind of ends before you need it to. Mm. I think to sort of really deliver the. You know, there's a nice sort of like end of credit scene as well, um, sort of like, but again, it sort of leaves more questions than answers <laughs> at the end of the yeah. day. But it's great. It, it looks the biz. You know, you could easily imagine sort of renting a film of this quality. Um, it, it would be superb. Um, any more thoughts on this one? Uh, no, not really. Yep. So please check it out. Watch um, it. Yeah, Salvahis, um, you'll find a link in the footnotes. Please go check it out. Our DTV throwback this week is the Ice Forest. In the harsh, snowy landscape of the Italian Alps, 
a young technician arrives to repair an electric power plant of a village plagued by blackouts. There he encounters a strange disappearance. Um, so what we have here, uh, Steve, is something sort of dressed up like a Nordic noir, mm-hmm. um, but it's actually Italian. Um, you know, but it's set in this sort of sort of snowy landscape. There's, there's a murder mystery going on. Um, did you understand a fucking word of this film? No. To be fair, I'll... again, like the um, thingy, the dark of the lake. Yeah, it just yeah. it just seemed to go all over the place. I mean, I... I mean you, again, you got the opening scene. Yeah, that, <laughs> that I kind of that bit I kind of guessed, but are they are they the people in the village? Are they criminals? Are they mm. traffickers? Yeah, it's never actually it, explained what is no. going on. I, I think it's some sort of you know sort of um, not exactly refugee, but yeah, people sort of you know smuggling people across the border, kind of mm. thing. Yeah, uh, refu- you know, evacuees, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, something along those sort of lines. You know, these guys are like the equivalent of like um, the coyotes. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, they have you know, immigrants in um, Mexico. Yeah, all this stuff with the power plant, and they can't get to it, and. They- getting in trouble for using the cable car and uh, it, it was just yeah so it was, you know it was, the, it was the, a um, slog to be fair yeah it, it was unfortunately it sounded like an, an interesting film when, when I suggested mm. it for, for this week but you know the, the synopsis I gave at the beginning is, is what is actually written on IMDB for this but um you know that that technician guy. He isn't the main character. He isn't the main protagonist. It's actually a female no. police officer from um, sort of neighbouring countries or Slovenia or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, she she is actually the the main character here, um, and he, he's kind of you know okay. <clears throat> he, he, you know he he is a protagonist, but he's not sort of driving it. Um, everyone else has got a beard, and I couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> you know. So, so what, yeah. one, of them, one of them disappears, and I'm like, yeah. but he's there? Isn't that the guy who's disappeared? Yeah, or, you know, yeah, I, yeah. exactly. Was, I was like, no, that's him, isn't it? It's like, no, oh, no, that's, no, that's not him. Yeah, he's I think it turned out to be his, like, twin brother or something. It's like, you know, they, they look incredibly similar. They have the same mannerisms, yeah. like the same cigars. You know, it's like, how are we supposed to tell these people apart? It was, it was very strange. And then that stuff at the end, you know, the stuff in the... Um, the bar at the end. Mm-hmm. Who were those people? Yeah. <laughs> who, yeah. were those, who were those people who kicked off and tried to kidnap the barmaid for some reason? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't make any sense at all. It was very, very strange. It, it definitely had potential. I mean, hmm. the setting and, you know, the location, like the dam and stuff like that, great. It looked fabulous mm. it really did There's but a again yeah. it just made no sense I mean she's spying on him in the bar mm. I still couldn't tell you why no 
I think the police woman, yeah. uh, Sandrine, Sandrina, was there originally um, because of another disappearance. So, so somebody mm. had disappeared or something, and she was investigating that. And you know, she she all she'd been able to come up with is that yeah, there's definitely something dodgy going on here, but I don't know what it is. And I don't think she ever finds out what they're actually up to. You know, she gets sort of sidetracked Mm. by, you know, the the other thing. Um, It's, it is a very strange film. Um, But yeah, you know, I I think it's about sort of three quarters of the way through it before I realised that I didn't actually know what was going on or what Mm. anyone's motivation was or anything. It was, yeah, yeah, a weird one. I mean, that's so like Spirit Walker. You haven't got a clue. Mm. But it gives it you. Plus, it's being fed at you, but it gives you yeah. the answers, the options. Yeah. yeah, this, no, not a chance. I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know, Italian thing or something, or mm. I, I don't know. I really don't. No, I've got a feeling, you know, it feels like it's based on a book. Mm. Uh, and, and maybe yeah, the book possibly. sort of explains it better. I don't know. Uh, but there you go. Anyway, how are you going to... No, we don't score these. Because it's, um, it. it's, it's the DDB throwback. Um, but we kind of recommend it. Just just as a sort of a, a curiosity factor, I think. It's available yeah. on Amazon Prime. You know, if, if you like films like, um, you know, sort of the, the Snowman, the Joe Nesbo one, and things like that, or Nordic Noir... Um, you know, this, this is a bit of an imitation of that style, and I, I think there's something lost in the translation. But um... right, I'll tell you what, I'll throw this out there. Right, if people do watch it, let us know. <laughs> let us know yeah, what you think. if they know what the fuck's going on. Tell yeah. us because we ain't got a clue. We haven't got a clue. <laughs> yeah. we put our hands up with this one. Yeah, it, we, we surrender. Yeah, I had more clue what was going on in that um, zeros. That yeah, zeros and ones. <laughs> Ethan Hawke one. Mm. That I did with this. Um, it, this is a strange one, but it looks great anyway. Yeah. Okay, so that is the end of this week's show. So thanks to Steve for joining me this evening. Um, I'm sure Rich no will problem. be back next week. Um, so check us out on Facebook and Twitter at the DTV Digest. And also uh, check out our other show, the DTV Digest Short Shots, which also has its own Twitter page. And you'll find Rich. Uh, putting a link to a new short on there every evening around about eight o'clock otherwise thank you for listening tune in next time thank you for listening to the dtv digest let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time